Hello and welcome to the Nourish Gut Podcast. This space is for you if you suffer from digestive issues such as IBS, SIBO or even bowel disease. This is also the place for you if you're thinking about having a baby or if you have young children and would like to learn more about the infant microbiome. I am your host, Carly Raven. I'm a naturopath, clinical nutritionist, gut health expert and mother. My mission is to resolve complex gut health issues and reduce the prevalence of gut disorders by educating parents just about how vital gut health is in infants. So, if you're ready to get your shit together, please grab a cup of tea, sit back and enjoy, and let's improve our guts together. Hello and welcome to another episode on the Nourish Gut Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about acne rosacea and in particular how some acne rosacea patients are actually also suffering from SIBO and how SIBO could actually be the link to this condition and the skin inflammation that's occurring. So I want to kind of pose the question today to you guys and especially if you are somebody who suffers from acne rosacea and ask, could small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, SIBO, actually be the cause to your acne rosacea? So let's start by talking a little bit about acne rosacea and what it is. And then I actually want to talk to you a little bit about SIBO and how we're actually starting to find that this is connected. And there's been some really significant studies on that. Um, and we're getting, you know, we're seeing some really great results when we're actually treating the SIBO in patients with acne rosacea as well. So acne rosacea is kind of characterized by really chronic inflammation. It's generally central to the facial area and it's really different to like your typical acne. It's almost like it kind of affects the blood vessels and it's really red and has a very significant pattern to it. And generally it will be, you know, on the cheeks, um, but it can affect other central areas on the face as well. And it really causes more like social discomfort and can really start to affect the quality of life um, of people that suffer from it. And it, you know, it doesn't have like as many kind of pussy appearances um, that you would think with like a typical something like acne rosacea, sorry, acne vulgaris, for example. Um, So there is a really, uh, you can kind of distinctly tell the difference between them. And there is a huge proportion of people that are suffering from this worldwide. Um, And it's not a super well understood condition, unfortunately. Um, And it would, I would say that I see it in more adults. um, And I've definitely seen it linked to uh, inflammation, poor diet, and also stress can be kind of the the typical kind of presentations and links that I um, have made in the past. And then of more recent years, since I'm really focusing in on gut stuff and I'm attracting a lot of gut patients and in particular SIBO patients, I'm really seeing a trend with acne rosacea and even acne uh, vulgaris um, and SIBO patients. It's kind of something that I'm almost treating hand in hand, which is really, really interesting. And the awesome thing that I'm seeing is an improvement when we're to their skin when we're treating the gut as well. So we know that gastrointestinal sorry, disorders are very commonly reported um, by patients with acne rosacea. And their symptoms can generally be something like bloating, flatulence, that acid reflux, could be abdominal cramping, constipation and or diarrhea. And then what you see is that acne rosacea that's also associated 
or coexisting alongside these more serious um, disorders. So then we start going, okay, well, we've got acne, uh, rosacea occurring, and then there might be celiac disease or gastritis or Crohn's disease. And really interestingly, there's quite a bit of research now to link it with H. pylori infection. So that's um, Helicobacter pylori um, and even like low stomach acid. So that hypochloridria, so underproduction of that occurring. So I would say it's kind of more in the severe type of digestive issues or an underlying, you know, uh, existing bowel issue. And then because of that chronic bowel disruption and inflammation and the immune system dysregulation that's occurring i believe that's where acne rosacea tends to occur as well so we've got to really start to think about well is this um, (laughs) mucosal sorry inflammation in the digestive tract that's kind of leading and causing a lot of these um systemic effects and 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 we've got to come back to the gut like we know that the gut is so important we know that so much inflammation can come from the gut so i just think it makes so much more sense to really be treating a lot of skin conditions by treating the gut first so let's talk about some of the studies that have been done so we know that SIBO is a condition uh, in which normal bowel flora um, in the large bowel becomes migrated into the small bowel and the small intestine is the site of basically absorption but some digestion does occur and there's a lot of immunity occurring within the small bowel as well okay and any type of overgrowth in the small bowel will also really affect malnutrition so the ability to absorb nutrients and systemic inflammation okay so there was this one study in particular that i want to talk about today Um, there was 113 patients they had acne rosacea and in there there was 60 healthy control patients so 52 out of the 113 patients with the rosacea tested positive for SIBO via a breast test that i do with patients as well Um, and only three out of the 60 controls So this basically showed that acne rosacea had a significantly higher, was significantly higher um, with a SIBO prevalence than control. So around 50% um, of patients with rosacea actually had SIBO. So it's a really, you know, like to think about that, like if we go, okay, well, potentially 50% of the population that have acne rosacea could also have SIBO. And there's just such an awesome, awesome gap there that for a condition that we don't know much about, we could really be making a difference with. So um, in this particular study, they went on and then they took a course of uh, rifaximin, which is a medication. It's a very selective antibiotic. Um, It doesn't do collateral widespread damage to the entire bowel large bowel but it is really selective and can select within the small bowel and it's really great for hydrogen SIBO um anyway that's an, a discussion for another day um but rifaximin was given to these patients for 10 days and eradication of the bacterial overgrowth was actually present okay and uh was complete so it was like a complete regression of acne rosacea and those results actually maintained for over nine months in these patients and in some other studies that i've looked at as well it's it's kind of ongoing for up to three years there's been improvements in acne rosacea in when SIBO has been 
um, treated. So that was a 2008 study. Um, it's really quite um, common. Um, there are a lot of there is a lot of research that's happening in this area, um, and I think it's something that you know if you're a health practitioner listening um, and you didn't know about this and you're seeing you know you're taking a case and you've got acne rosacea and a lot of chronic digestive issues, I think we should be talking to our patients about this and just monitoring it. You know, if you're going to go on and test them and you put them on a SIBO treatment plan, monitor that acne rosacea and, and see if there is improvements there. And if you are somebody that suffers from acne rosacea and you've got digestive issues, reach out to somebody who can support you. And, you know, while, um, uh, you know, and it doesn't even just have to be rifaximin medication because as herbalists, we also have amazing hydrogen specific SIBO herbs that we can use. Um, and then if you weren't resistant to rifaximin, uh, sorry, to the herbs, I would then, you know, we can always have rifaximin there as a backup. So as an integrative naturopath, I don't dismiss. Um, and I think that rifaximin has actually been effective and I've had quite a few patients now. Um, I've got a couple taking it at the moment. That was their choice that they decided to do that rather than herbal. Um, and then I've done like a complementary SIBO treatment in combination with that rifaxin because sometimes it's not just hydrogen that's happening in the bowel. We might still have some methane bacteria that we need to address. So um, yeah, and, and proper treatment of SIBO. I cannot stress this enough. We have to treat SIBO properly. We can't just treat the SIBO. We have to treat the small bowel, the large bowel, the digestive system, the upper digestive system. So much going on. And if we're only going to treat one part of it, you know, we will see patients relapsing or you as an individual, you will relapse. And we also need to find that underlying cause. So I've talked about this in previous podcasts. So go back and listen to those podcasts on is it IBS and SIBO and learn a little bit more about this stuff. Um, but by all means, if you have been suffering from acne rosacea and you have digestive issues, please reach out. I'd absolutely love to chat to you so that we can get to the bottom of what's going on. SIBO is really easy tested using a breath test. You know, it has some validity issues, you know, the accuracy and you have to be quite, you know, I always say to my patients, please follow these preps and these steps when you're doing the test so we can get as best accurate results as possible. Unfortunately, just don't have available something like a biopsy of the small bowel to actually know definitively what's going on. So with the SIBO test, we are using the test that is the most reliable and most readily available for us as practitioners. Um, and it is a test that you can do at home um, and treatment will involve uh, either antibiotic or um, natural herbal antimicrobial herbs and dietary changes and lifestyle changes and, um, you know, things like pro prokinetics for a period of time or ongoing if needed to prevent relapse as well. So that kind of gives you a snapshot into acne rosacea, skin inflammation, SIBO, what's going on with the research, and then what we can actually start to do about it. So I think it's really exciting. It's giving some extra answers for a condition that we don't, isn't fully well understood and treatment isn't, uh, you know, especially medically, it's not very effective. Um, so yeah. I'm going to leave it there because that's exactly what I wanted to share with you all today. Um, and hopefully for you guys suffering from acne rosacea, it's a little bit of hope that things could get better for you. And the first step is reaching out to somebody who knows the ins and outs of SIBO um, and get a breath test done and get on a treatment plan that's going to work for you. Have a lovely day and thank you so much for listening and I will speak to you soon. Bye. 
Did you like what you heard? Leave us a review. If you'd like to learn more about my Nourish Gut program or the Nourish Gut Kids membership, head over to my website. Would you like to be a part of a community that gets it? Join our Facebook group, Nourish Gut Community, or come and follow me over on Instagram. All of these links can be found in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next time on the Nourish Gut Podcast.